0: Hello and welcome to Trigonometry. I'm Francis Foster. I'm Constantine Kissin. And this
1: is a show for you if you want honest conversations with fascinating people. A fascinating guest we have for you today. He was the chair of the commission which produced the Race and Disparities Report. Dr. Tony so welcome back to Trigonometry. Hi, hi, it's nice to come back again after... My debut, yes. some years ago. <laughs> your debut was a couple of years ago, and in rather more relaxed, relaxed circumstances, yeah, if you I remember guys have Cor- gone up in the world since then. Have been- <laughs> uh, so have you, Tony? Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you
1: know, um, it's, it's it's been an interesting uh, ride since I last saw you. You know, so it has. things have happened. Since. I mean, you are an education consultant. That's your thing. Yeah. Generating Genius as a charity. Yeah. That's what we talked about last time, and yeah. since then, the government asked you to produce a report on uh, racial disparities uh, in the UK. You yeah. produced the report. We had one of your commissioners, Mercy Marocchi, on the show to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we were keen to have you back, and thank you for coming back to talk to us. Sure. Uh, what's it been like for you, first of all, just to, uh, on an individual level? Because that report was... Um, not that well received in some <laughs> quarters. <laughs> well, that, that means he's doing quite well then, if he's like that. No, I
2: mean the, the, the people who need to receive it are the government. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that we we want them to sort of obviously try to rec- you know put all of the the recommendations in place, but we're we're not a patsy for government. I mean, and and and, and they're going to find those recommendations tough and challenging. Um, for me, it it, it I must admit, I think. Um, in terms of trying to explain um, what happened over that period, I think that misunderstanding might be <laughs> one way of looking at it. But I do think that, you know, one of the interesting things about that is that I don't know how many people actually read a rep- read that report. I mean, who reads reports in the end? And w- it's quite interesting that, you know, government commissions lots of these things, but the attention this had was interesting. And obviously it did... Happen as you know i mean stimulated by the george floyd murder but then it but, but then it it was more than that because it was about the u k and what mm. happened here. I would say that um what happened here was an intro. i mean in terms of um what we were trying to do first of all before we even get into the reaction i mean the reaction was i would I would disagree with you i don't think it was actually all bad. I think what happened was that there were a lot of people who when they did read it liked it, yeah and were very supportive of it so we, we we have that but yes people misunderstood it and I think that was the thing and why they misunderstood it was really going back to my debut really with you and a sort of uh, they they thought that what they had in the in terms of myself and my commissioners was a bunch of people who were just basically um you know kind of I don't know, sort of supporters of the Tory party, just basically Boris's mates or whatever, and he just co- cobbled together a few people and they were going to write a report for him and he was going to go home and be happy, you know. <laughs> and actually, if they read the report, what they missed was com- the complete opposite happened. Mm. And, and so that, so in, in effect, what actually happened was that people responded to what they read in the Guardian or, into, or in the other papers, but they didn't actually read the report. So, for example, like you know people say to you, "Oh, I don't like that report or they're denying racism or whatever, but they never read it. Right? they just said that. and so you think, "Wow, are we in a world now where people are not even going to just look at the thing you know even even you know some some pages or some of the recommendations?" The answer is yes, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm thinking,
1: given that not every, you're right, not everybody reads reports, or very few people do. There'll be people watching this who maybe have got an open mind. They haven't read the report. They read some of the coverage. They don't know what happened. What were some of the key findings yeah. and the key recommendations that you made? Well, let me
2: tell you what really did stir up the, the problem for this and, and, and why people didn't, didn't really think that they, 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 they grasped it properly or, or they grasped it, or grasped it wrongly was that we, first of all, we were looking at four areas, really. Education, employment, crime and policing and health, right? Those are the four. Right from the outset, we did say quite clearly in that report that there was persistent racism in the country. We weren't denying that. That came out straight away. That would be the first interesting thing that came out. So that was one of the first findings, that racism exists and it's alive. But then what we did then was we said, but you can't just understand racism in isolation. It's connected to lots of other things. So, for example, socioeconomic backgrounds becomes yeah. the key element here. And then, um, you know, you look at other things like the family, cultural factors, geography, where you live. And then what you do then is you once you, you start looking at those other variables – and also, you bring in the white group into this because they—they actually happen to be human beings as well, and they're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're examined in the mix. Then you come out, you—you you emerge with a report that basically says this: that overall, I mean, and, and this is this is sort of the, the key finding here is that um, race disparities exist, but racism isn't the major driver for most of them. The major reason for, for 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 most of them being there so that 's a kind of strange kind of tension because you 're saying that there 's a racial disparity, but racism isn 't the, the key element what really is what is the key driver in all of this is your is your is poverty is your socioeconomic background that 's what drives the whole area and uh, and, and if you look at the'll give you one particular group that doesn 't um fit in the whole kind of category also the other thing is that you can't actually start i mean it's another finding we it's pretty obvious one that you can't just lump everybody together so for example ethnic minority groups all lumped together so the experience of an indian doctor in harrow is is a world away from a taxi driver in bradford mm, you know yeah. what i mean yet we categorize them as asian yeah, you know. Well, these and- people are fighting a war back home, right? But, <laughs> yeah, but-, <laughs> but here, they're they're like one group. It yeah, doesn't make yeah, any it doesn't sense. Doesn't make any sense, you know. And so we clear. And but one of the things that was quite interesting was an uh, the, the battle really in schools from my own area in education, and 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 when we when we cut it and we said that, that, look, people were saying that all these black boys are being excluded, and all these black boys are doing so badly in school, but what do we mean by black? Because once we cut it and we said right. Let's split Black Caribbean and Black African, and then there was a world of difference. I mean, it, it, in terms of exclusion rates, Black African boys were were you know hardly excluded. I think like seven in, in ten thousand were being excluded uh, it, it, for African, boys, whereas Caribbean was twenty five in ten thousand, a huge difference. And um, when it came to the exam results, African um, boys were 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 uh, were. I would say, in, in terms of we could put progress eight in in in, in school and GCSE results, way ahead. In fact, they were way ahead of white groups as well. Mm. Yeah, and and Caribbean groups were worse than white groups in terms of some of the outcomes. So you say here is a racial disparity. You can't no longer talk about black boys as a whole because they're not the same. What? Well, and and let's let's be honest. These same boys are in the same classroom. They come from the same estates. They're in front of the same white teacher, yet these results, this, you know, are diverging in different directions. So you cannot, lo- you no longer can say that the reason for black boys underachieving in school is teacher racism. You see, you have to go somewhere else to find the answer. And where we, where we landed it was to do with, I mean, a couple of things, really. You can see it. It's landed in the poverty issues, yeah. But it's also landed in the family issues and some cultural issues as well. So, for example, if you were to then look at some data around now it's now, I mean, I want to put a health check on what I say here because I do not think it's family style at all or single mothers to blame. And people will keep saying this. I don't, I, but I just think it's, we, have, we have a recommendation around that as well. Mm. But if you just look at how those families are set up, I mean, 63% of the Black Caribbean, my community, to inverted commas, uh, are from lone parents. 63%. The African is 40, and Indian is six. Then you only have to, the, the commas, you only have to put those issues together in terms of poverty. You know, and it's not that every lone parent is poor, but the vast majority of them are in you know, significant amounts are because of the situation you're in. And it's not to say that you shouldn't be a single parent, but what we should then do is, as the commission is recommend, resources for you. So, what what we were finding, so in terms of findings, then that's the the, the key thing. You just the thing's complex. You can't just go out there and say here is this race race disparity. Equals racism, yeah? The other thing, and I think this is probably the key driver, geography, where you live. And we saw this in this Hartlepool election that we saw recently. Of the, of the, neighborhood, of the 20 big poor neighbourhoods that we have around the country, 19 of them are in the north, the poorest, right? And obviously a majority of that is white populations, yeah? In the poorest. There's also some on the south coast as well, but the majority of them are in the north, the other thing with that is that London and the East comprise of, when it comes to social mobility, the highest mobility rates are happening in London and the Southeast. So, you, you know, if you're a Bangladeshi girl in Tower Hamlets, you're, you're flying in terms of exam results. If you're a Bangladeshi girl in Bradford, you, you're, you're nearly at the bottom of the, the pecking order. So the, the, where you live in the UK is, is, the, is a key determinant. So, what people didn't want to hear was that message that this thing is complicated." <laughs> <laughs> they wanted us to say, look, Tony, "Look, don't don't give us any of this kind of nonsense. This, it's, it's racism. That is the thing that's driving this thing. But, and I'll come on to that in a minute, but, but, but we couldn't just say that because the evidence didn't take us there. You know, you go where the evidence the evidence t- took us to somewhere which was more complicated and needed, needed more sophisticated answers. Now, in our world of identity politics, if you come up with anything that's complicated like this or say that it's different variables, you can only be one thing. You're either, you're either in the race camp or you're out of it. Yeah, and that's it. And if you're out of it, that means you're a race denier, you're a Judas, you've betrayed your race, whatever, whatever. Now, you know, to me, I think there's some links in America here. And I was thinking of this the other day, we're not the same as America, and we do import some of the things that are bad there in terms of our thinking. But I think African Americans and Black—I think it's emerged out of here—the group that is the, it, that that looks like it's like a, a equivalent to an African American is my my community, Black Caribbean, and that 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 is the thing that sticks out here. Now people say, "Oh, you're dividing all people, and you're dividing Black from White," but the data shows. The data is showing all these elements to be the truth, Hmm. and we're talking about it.
0: And why do you you think it's something as simple as the fact that there are that Black Caribbean, especially Black Caribbean boys, are less likely to grow up with a dad in their house, and then the impact that that has?
2: Um, I'm going to say no. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to throw you at that because people have associated me with trying to explain away these problems by landing it on 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 black women as it were and i don't think it's there i don't think the problem is there i think what, what when we cut this it, it, it's a factor i'm not denying no, that in terms yeah. of poverty and but that would be a factor for single white women in in hartlepool you know it's, it's a fa- it's a factor for everybody what what i think goes wrong is the history of that community what what came up in 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 our in our kind of thing, uh, our kind of findings was this issue of trust. Now, if you go back to like the Windrush rush period, and then and then there was when I grew up, it was in the sort of seventies. That was kind of the rebel period with the police, and was, and those two kind of periods of kind of, I would say, quite heavy trauma. For mm. a community, yeah, you know, because mm. if you look, if you, if you imagine, it, you you come all the way from Jamaica or Trinidad or Barbados, you know, you know you have, you've been begged to come over, mm. people have asked you to come here, yeah, mm, yeah, and then you land here and you get all this crap, you know, immediately, no, don't come here, don't go back home, but you've been asked to come here. Mm. I mm. mean, it's really interesting about migration. This must be this set of people must be the, the you know, historically for Britain. Enoch Powell went on a campaign. To the Caribbean and begged people to come over there to Britain. One of the things that was interesting when my parents came here, and this is going to be dynamics about poverty, is that um, they were surprised to see how poor white people were. They were shocked because they thought all white people were were rich. Mm. So they didn't they, that that thing was stung in their heads, and and I think that whole issue goes on about is translated to this horrible word called white privilege because mm. they still think that nothing bad could happen to white people. Somehow they're blessed <laughs> with this kind of thing of privilege from the gods or something. And I, and I, I do think that, that resonates. So you come into the country and you, you get this bad experience. Then your kids get crap in school as well, you know, and the police and all of that. So you have a community that looks very much like an African-American one as well. It looks like it's one that's out of... You know, completely out of, outside of the society because it has this mental thing about we can't trust it at mm-hmm. all. Unless you have, and you have the anti vax thing, which is, is interesting because, oh, I, we can't trust it because we can't trust anything that the government gives because they're giving it for free. And that, that couldn't be right, you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's that, there's that kind of thing. Now, you compare that to the more recent arrived sort of West African, somebody from Nigeria and we call it immigrant optimism, that comes in and just sees, well, they haven't got all that historic baggage at all. They just come in and say, wow, right, free education. Wow, let's go for it. Teachers, pens, books, things that you have to pay for back home or wherever, it's all free, you know. And you, you get paid, I mean, in, in my day, when it, you know, you, you actually, they actually paid you to go to university, I mean, it's a bit different now. But, um, you know, so all these, these, these resources are there for you. Right and so the mentality is go for it and so those those young people from from those african backgrounds will have parents and people around them saying look you got there is no there is no history here just work hard and do well and they are and they are doing well
1: yeah Hey Francis, do you think it's cool that the same company that controls 50% of online retail also passively eavesdrops on every conversation you have in your home? What? What about the idea that a single company controls 90% of internet searches and gets to track everything you do on your smartphone?
0: I'm so screwed.
1: You are. Trigonometry is now going to be a solo project. Big tech is more powerful than most countries are, and they profit by exploiting your personal data. It is time to put a layer of protection between your online activity and these tech juggernauts. That is why, I use ExpressVPN. My career's over. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately so. Sadly, every site you visit, every video you watch, every message you send gets tracked and data mined. But when you run ExpressVPN on your device, the software hides your IP address, something big tech can use to personally identify you. So ExpressVPN makes your activity harder to trace and sell to advertisers. Finished. Absolutely done and the best part is how easy it is to use. Download the app on your phone or computer, tap just one button, and you're protected. Francis, please stop crying. My new shoes are getting wet.
0: If you don't want to end up like me and want to protect yourself from big tech, go to expressvpn.com slash trigger and get three extra months for free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com Slice trigger to learn more.
1: Tony, isn't there another factor here, though, as well, which people who who are critics of yours would want to talk about a lot, which is the legacy of slavery. The the Afro-Caribbean community are, by, by definition, descended from slaves who were taken to North America and the Caribbean, right? Whereas a West African probably wasn't descended. And so that... Generational disadvantage, the legacy of it. I don't buy that. You don't buy that. No, no, no. Here,
2: here's here's the thing. I spend half of my life in Jamaica. Yes, I'm lucky. I have the two places to go to. So I'll be whizzing off soon, away from this cold place. It's getting warm now, but mm-hmm. um. So, and one of the interesting things is about class and about it's about class and poverty. If you look at the migration to America from, say, like Jamaica. And you go to the unit there's a university called the University of West Indies. eighty percent of the graduates don't stay you know once they've got their degrees they go to the u s those graduates will and people professionally as well will go in and they occupy top jobs in America. so what you've got is a Caribbean middle class that's they're they they're they're the doctors they're the lecturers i mean um more than lecturers, professors they're running things you know. And so you've got a solid um, black middle class that is, that, that, that's been going to America all the time. They haven't been coming here. What, 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 what happened here was basically, uh, uh, you know, people came here in the 1950s. They were poorer and stayed poor-ish, yeah, and, and, and was linked really to the white working class that was here. And 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 that's been it's the socioeconomic issue and the way Rather, they were
1: treated when they arrived. That's right. Yeah. that's right. Okay. Whereas
2: in fact, it's a quite interesting tension now. It's you know, it's quite interesting when you compare what goes on towards the U.S. from the Caribbean compared to what went on migration towards the U.K. African Americans sometimes are quite resentful of Caribbeans. They they look at them as as the, almost like the elite, almost like you would say, like for example, the Indian population here, for example, they looked at as an elite ish kind of proposition over there. So it's a so the slavery thing is interesting. I'm not saying it's a factor, but you can see that what what's what what's is driving it, I think is how you then um, come into a country, how you migrate into a country and then how if if you are going to be socially mobile inside that country. What happened to my community? is we just got stuck. We just got stuck with alongside without being you know negative here with the the, the rest of the white working class that were here as well we just mm. got stuck here and i think that um yes you could talk about there was some more privilege for those white working class people but essentially they were already stuck as well they were stuck so slavery is a factor but it's not it's not the driver here it's always about so it, it, there was there, there is something inside britain about how it allows people to actually move through the gears Mm -hmm. fast and how, how you can get stuck in this. And, and what are the, what are the reasons why our school system was one of the reasons why we got so stuck because it it operated on a level where if you didn't pass your 11 plus or whatever, I mean, it happens in the Caribbean as well. Or, you know, you were stuck in these secondary schools. I was stuck in one of those as well. And, and and to get out of those things was hard, you know. Um, and then and then it had. I mean, I went when I went to university. Five percent of the population from poor backgrounds went to university. Only five. It was just it was a middle class kind of, you know, kind of you know uh, you know provision. It wasn't for poor people. Only recently we've been going to university in big numbers since Blair opened it up. So we've got we so. The issues, and this is what comes back to the issue about my report, was that what was dangerous for me in the report, and what why I've been the black Satan, as it were, or you know, the black Christ <laughs> on the cross, whatever I am, um, was that I dared bring class into this man. I dared bring family and all these other elements into the race thing because all they wanted to see here was pure race and they wanted the thing they wanted to run from slavery right the way through to racism and it's just not that it's not that simple
0: hmm. you see you see and it's a very very good point you're saying it's not that simple why do you think we're just constantly obsessed with wanting an
2: easy solution to complex problems because we don't want solutions you see the people inside it, it, what's what's actually happened here is that there are people who actually don't want it'd be strange but don't want solutions you mm. see uh, somehow it's it the, the perpetuation of the problem actually suits them it's a really strange mentality but if you, because when you ask them and this is the thing about the report that, that I think people don't like is the 24 recommendations are progressive they're radical yeah and they're about solutions
1: I mean, give us a flavour, Tony, again, for people who haven't read the report. What are some of the key recommendations? Well,
2: the first one to kick off, which is, which is the one that, 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 that's interesting, is that we ask the Equalities and Human, Human Rights Commission, who are the police, really, for racism, the, 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 the agency that's to, that, that, that deals with all of that, we want them to be more robust and have more powers. So that was the first recommendation, and then we said on top of that that you've got to do with the online racism that's going mm. on as well that Marcus Rashford and all these other people are talking about. Now, where, and I asked both of you, did a, a report that was meant to be um, a, on race uh, and an ethnic disparity recommending that the the, the 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 agency that actually does deal with racism has more powers, and that the government have got to deal with online racism that. That is the first recommendation. How did that come to be marked as denying racism? You know, where did they they lost their heads? And what I think has happened, that's one recommendation. But we didn't stop there. We went after the robots as well, because the AI and, and artificial intelligence, all the kinds of things that you would do in terms of coding that could be biased, we asked the government look into that. And make some changes, like insurance things like that. How you, how you calculate all these other things? We we wanted that whole. So so that's deep seated kind of racism you're going after there. So when people began, that, that that's a rec- recommendation too, and I can keep going. Yeah, I mean I come to a couple in a minute, but if you just pick up those two, yeah. Um, I I I suggest what happened here was that we caught friendly fire, and it was unfriendly. If you see what I mean, so the people who thought, as you come back, that in fact the recommendations were going to be soft or whatever, didn't know or didn't want to know that the first recommendation that came out is, was about anti-racism. It was about that. The, so what this government's got to do, and this is why I, this is why I don't really understand where the criticism could have come from, because it, it you know, the Labour Party would love this. You know, it's, it's for them. You, 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 you have a recommendation that's saying that that agency has got to be tougher, have more resources, go after all. And already the government are doing it because they're changing the law now. But now we're going to have to have Facebook. We're going to have to have Twitter. Really be serious about this. Otherwise, they're going to get fined heavily. Yeah. And so um, that's what we recommended.
1: Hold on, Tony, but aren't you being a bit naive, if you don't mind me saying so, about why people were critical? Because they were critical because they wanted you to come out and say the country is institutionally racist, the police are all racist, the education system is racist, employers are all racist, uh, because that's the worldview that they they already have and they wanted you to confirm that. And when you didn't, that's why they got angry.
0: I think you've got the world record for racist in one question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, 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 you know you go with the evidence i've i've, I've painted right. a, a more complex but picture but these people than don't
1: that. go with the evidence so
2: yeah i mean i've, I've painted a more com- i've painted a more nuanced picture than that and and you you have to you have to and look it doesn't solve the problems you see for example if you, you, you there is racism in the police and that, and that and that's a fact and we've got strong recommendations for that but you can't then just say that if you're going if you're going to deal with the issue of the family, you have to have recommendations that's really specific for that and deal with that and not 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 kind of dodge it. Because in the end, you can just say, okay, let's have let's let's do more unconscious bias training in schools. If you think all teachers are racist, that would try that. It's a complete waste of time. Yeah? Because the problem isn't with the with the with the teachers in in that regard, that the, the issue is with the capacity of the family. To deal with some of these problems, and what so what we did, we brought out a recommendation that said we want, and this is a very strong one. The government got to think hard about that. We want a task force for the family that's going to give. So in the end, what will happen is, in real in real terms, those those African Caribbean mothers or or lone parents will get will actually get more resources as a result of this report. I mean, I mean, it, it, it's just as, as flatlined as that. They will get more help. For that, but 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 we we won't we won't say oh we're going to have more trainers coming to teach and tell them how try and pull out the racism out of their heads or something. <laughs> I don't know, but that's not working. You know that's not because that's not where the problem lies. Because African cu- children are just doing really well in that system and mm-hmm. and, and 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 um flourishing in it. And so uh, you, you just have to go where the evidence takes you. It's not about um bias or and you're right it, it, those those things that people wanted me you to say and didn't say that's that's the thing you know and they, didn't, they really didn't want a complex nuanced thing about this they just wanted just you to to, to yell you know the world is racist and uh and that's and a lot of, and a lot of companies went along with this as well and they kind of just because it suited them to kind of say well look we will put our george floyd kind of thing on the oh, black power thing on our kind of logo tomorrow. And they'll go back and do the same practice because black people are not progressing in those organisations either, you see. So it doesn't matter how kind of, you know, you, you put out these gestures. It doesn't make any difference because the real issue around um, progression as well in, in, those, in those companies, you could argue, well, you know, okay, is it racism that's stopping those people progressing? Or is there something else that's going on? You know, and then you look at, back to what I said about this history of this group and what happens in there and how you feel in a sense, do I belong here? Do I really belong here? And then if the opportunity is there, are you empowering those people to progress rather than sticking labels on the, an organisation and saying you are this or you are that? When in fact the real problem is, maybe what's part of the problem could be about getting those people to really now begin to think about how can I have the confidence to go through this this difficult organisation. And I, I think that that, that that really is the problem.
0: But it's also as well, Tony, I mean, let, let's be fair, Windrush did a tremendous amount of damage to you know, particularly Caribbean people's trust in the government. Do you not think? It was just another example for them of them being let down by the government. And it's still happening now.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I think that what you've got to do is you've got to not put people... I mean, one of the things in the report that I think was really good at is that it didn't only just land it on one area. And this is one of the pe- the things that people think, they think, oh, you're only on this side and you don't look at the other argument. Mm. And and, and the th- the, because it's nuanced and complex, racism exists. So we're not saying that it's not an element. And we're not saying that teachers aren't racist either. Yeah. But you have to look at where it lands. So Windrush is, is, a, is a key... Aspect of it, in terms of something that went wrong and something that that, that definitely has has elements of racism in there. But the, but even there, you see what's 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 sad about the wind rush is that it it, it only is known for the fact that uh, for now for a legacy. This this was the thing that, that that where where people got ripped off. It's not known for the rich. Legacy of Caribbean people. It's not labelled with that. So again, you've got to try. We, we've got to try and think of another way of getting some balance there, because it, it, it isn't only about those people getting ripped off. It's also about the contributions of my parents' generations, the positive ones. You see. So yes, but you are right. And uh, 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 what you've got to do is almost go down a twin track with this and say. There are other nuanced issues that you've got to deal with. And you also got to deal with the institution. And that's why we've put these recommendations out for right. The number one is the body that polices this thing is going to get fully loaded. You know, I mean, you cannot, I mean, anybody's seen that first recommendation? what on earth why are these people jumping up in there? you know that's that that's a key recommendation for what you're talking about John,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. so let's talk about policing because one of the things i took away from my first interview with you is how balanced you are as you are now you were then and you talked about your own experience growing up in this country when you know a black man had committed a crime and suddenly everybody within a you know an area was being arrested or stopped by the police so you know and we know friends we've got friends in comedy or whatever who'll talk about by the time I was 25, I'd been stopped by the police 15, 20 times. So what were some of your findings and some of your resulting recommendations in that area, which I think is a concern to a lot of people? Yeah.
2: I mean, the policing one was an interesting one because what we did there, that was really about trust. And again, coming back to this community that, it's not that African people aren't going to get stopped as well, but that that trust element for, for, mm. for a community along the years, especially in the 70s, the police have... You know, got to do a lot of catching up, and so what we what we found was that the the, the building of that trust was was needed. So what you needed to do really was give um, the community a sense that the police was a service rather than a force, mm. and that they they were actually part of you know the policing themselves. You know, um, th- th- there are some issues though about how you do that. Um, if, if so, we came up with with safeguarding task force which was a kind of um safeguarding group which was this 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 sort of uh, it, it's a group that actually can hold the police commissioners can hold the um you know those who are in in the top management of police they come to that group and they have to then regularly explain how they're doing what their operations are so the community itself has a power mm-hmm. over that 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 group and that that, that was key one, but we, we, wanted to find ver- so we wanted to find very practical recommendations, not theoretical ones. One of the ones also we insisted is that the police turn on their, um, the, the um, video on, that they have, the, the, the body cams. cams, b- body cam. cams yeah? And uh, that, in fact, that would be a co- compulsory. Because at the moment, you, it, it, it seems to be like it's voluntary. They're, oh, I forgot to turn it on, <laughs> yeah. so mm-hmm. But you have to have it on all mm. the time. And that, that's a key element in terms of people feeling secure about that that interaction. I, I think the other one that is interesting is there's some of the training around police, and I've seen this in teaching as well. De escalation training, you know, how you you know in, you know you go you that interaction that you have, particularly with young people. How do you make that better? So the training has got to be much much more focused. The two radical ones, which are which the government will find hard, but they're going for, and that and I think this is the one that people again are surprised when they see it, is we've insisted on what we call residency. This is to make the police more represent- representative of, of of the area that you're in. So for example, it if you're a, at the moment we have a, a police force that is um particularly on the white side, I mean, the Asian side is a bit more balanced. There's hardly any black people actually in London. The numbers are sort of really small at the moment. And so there's a 40,000 uplift that they've been now given. So to get more officers. So what we want, what we've directed is that the police officers have to come from the area, you know, that you you live in. So if you're going to join the police, you're going to join them from in your area. So, in, and that would, so for example, if you look at an area like Tottenham or or Lambeth, then we have to have police officers who live in that area joining. I mean, it's not exclusively, but they, they will get now. That's a significant change because that will mean that the actual force, the complexion of the force will change because it will represent the communities. That's radical. Um, and um, the Met of... Really taking that up as a, and they're going for 40%, they're going to increase that. And I know Cressida Dick has said that she wants to do that. So, but we want it across the country. So, it doesn't, so it, it, th- th- don't get me wrong. If you're in Cornwall, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to find, you know, a thousand black officers in Cornwall, you know. But, uh, but, 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 but if you're in a situation, <laughs> you'd be looking around. Uh, but if you, but if, if but if you are in Tottenham, which at the moment is, you know you go out there or in Croydon and probably 90% of the officers are white and the and the, the the community is is 80% ethnic minority it doesn't reflect that so what we're saying is that that should change people have asked me is that a um, affirmative action backdoor no but it's it's it, it's actually looking at the skill set of that community and saying that it should reflect that yeah but it, it, we don't stop there. It, the, the, one, one of the other radical ones is to do with um, the possession possession of Class B drugs. Now, what what's actually happened is that because um, black communities are over policed, when those police officers go on looking for, say, knives or whatever, hmm. the the um, issue is that. Tony, they, can I
1: just stop you there? I know it's a very important point you're making, but I just want to... I'm, I'm listening to you through the eyes of, of a critic to some extent, and I want to say, well, you say they're over-policed. Why are they over-policed?
2: Well, this is it. They're over because we have a situation where 24 times more likely to die, really, of homicide. Black males are uh, likely to be victims of homicide compared to uh, their white counterparts, so it's 24 times more as a black man, you're likely to die of homicide or, or, or homicide or death. But I mean, the, the, I mean, we're talking really about a knife crime. We're talking about a murder, mm-hmm. yeah? And I say that with hesitancy, but that's it, 24 times more than any other group. It's probably the most kind of, um, you know, for us, in terms of findings, we were we were we were almost in tears with that one because why why we were moved by that was nobody really cares, and I, and I say that and I don't say that flippantly. I I think that we've reached a point with knife crime at twenty one community one set of ethnicity twenty four times uh, getting homicide compared to the majority compared to the white population. Nobody really cares, and I say that because we've reached a kind of point now where we're fairly indifferent about another black youth dying of knife crime. We just say, well, you know, we just expect. And Here's where the indifference gets even more interesting. In London, when you hear about a knife crime, you automatically think it's a black person, two black kids doing it. You don't even think twice. You don't think it could be a white person. You just think everybody, everybody in the newsroom, everybody thinks, oh, it's going to be two black kids doing this or a group of black kids on another one. And so we've reached a point of indifference in this that's, that, that's unacceptable. Why is it, Tony, that, and, we, and I agree with
0: you, like, you know, when I was a teacher, I was a teacher in Newham, which has, a, which has a huge gang problem. And I remember one of my students telling me that he was in trouble and he was going through a bit of former students and telling me that they were looking to remove him from one school to the next. And I said, "Are you happy about that fresh start? All the rest of it?" And he went, "No, because I'm going to—they'll murder me." Why is it that we get more upset about some poor, unfortunate soul being murdered in Minneapolis than we do about young black boys dying in our own city?
2: I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna be pushed into because I can see a headline coming here in yes. the newspaper, <laughs> and I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna answer the question you how you put it, yeah. right? Because I don't want journalists listening yeah. to this to try and do a sneaky on me. Yeah. Damn. Think of the say, clicks, Tony. Come on. Come on. <laughs> yeah. no. Um, what, what I will say is what I said before about the fact that we've become, you know, kind of cold to this now because – it's too it's too close to home, and we can't we don't. See, when it comes to solutions, you see, Yeah, we don't problem. know what to do. That's, that's the real right. truth. We, yeah, we, we don't. Think know. That
1: we think there's nothing that can be. That's done. That's right. That's right. And
2: and, 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 and and in a sense, it's it's that that's the problem here, in in a way that has, has become. And I've written about this before in the past, as yeah. you know, and it's and it's become a, 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 an issue for us um, that that we can't. I mean, I, I, I mean, I I I'm I'm more kind of worried not so much about the solutions to it, but the, the, the fact that people just accept it. And you know who, who, who I'm really cross with is the BBC. We, really wanted, everyone's having a go at them. Let's take another piece out of them now. <laughs> and I think that their attitude towards, for example, um, what I've seen when it's been reported, the, the way they report the, these things is interesting because there is, there is a sense in which they're not, they're not delving into the reasons why. They're not. They're almost frightened to go there and, and 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 talk about some of the community dynamics around this, and um, and and also my community is probably embarrassed by it, and and also there's another thing. It's easier to, in a sense, it's all about devils, really, to find that devil again in the white person, and 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 the white community or whatever it is or the white privilege, mm. but when it when it when it comes home, it's just it you know it's like. Oh, what am I going to do is I'm help. And, and and then uh, and so what they what what I've heard some things that people put it on cuts you know that kind of, you know kind of cuts in terms of grants and things like that you know and and austerity people trying to find desperately trying to find different things to explain you know and it's not I mean actually we've got some data that showed that actually knife crime was at its height when austerity was at at, at the bottom. When when, when labour were in power, there was no austerity. Mm -hmm. And knife crime peaked. There is no relationship, really, between the two things. So we come back to, um, there is a relationship in in one way. I I, I can't contradict myself. There's a relationship, yes, in, in terms of some poverty, and I think there is, but there's also another thing going on because you can't just lay on poverty alone. That has to be to do with, Maybe stuff in the family, maybe stuff also to do with some mental health issues, and I think I think also there are some cultural factors as well. All of those things wrapped up.
1: And in the police, you, you, when I interrupted you before, you were saying because the black community is over police, and we've you've now explained why because there yes. is this problem going on, yeah. right? because of that, more people are stopped and therefore more people are found to have drugs and then people end up with criminal records. Yeah, Is that yeah, what you're doing? Yeah, that's right. That's
2: exactly what we've done. So, so in order to avoid that problem for, inno- well, I say innocent, but certainly black kids who are just not involved in knife crime but get caught with possession, what we're saying, and it's a strong recommendation and it's a radical one, is that they should be diverted to something else in a sense of diversion activities, but not having a criminal record. Because that's the problem. You're getting so so many black youngsters being caught in this problem. And 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 it, see, it wouldn't happen to you if you were a student at Oxford University. Mm. Right. Because you wouldn't be so over policed. Yeah. So they wouldn't catch you with the and they probably take more drugs than anybody. Yeah. Yeah? So it, it's it's so it's a it's a question of fairness. So and also. They would probably get better lawyers or whatever, and and in the end, those kids, we don't want them to have a criminal record. So what we've uh, we, we've asked to go down the health route. We want an, a, a, something. There's got to be a consequence. You can't just have them be pos- p- possessed because we're not going down decriminalisation, but we're saying that the consequence we we hope will not be criminal, you know, a, a criminal justice one in a sense, but it will be a health one, and um, and obviously you have to admit your guilt. So, in a sense, and the police have welcomed this, funny enough. They, 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 you know, it wasn't just something... Well, some... of course, they don't
1: want to run around locking up people who've got a bag yeah. of weed in their pocket. No. That's I not, mean, and not also what they it, it,
2: it, They can deal with that quickly and then move on to trying to find the real knives and the real criminals. I mean, there is some pushback on this. Look, we're not naive. We, we we know that a lot of kids are out there with those bags of weed or whatever and they're selling it we Mm. do know that we're not naive Keith Fraser uh, 30 you know over 30 years of policing it was one of the commissioners he understands all of that however we balance that with the idea that you know this there is this you know kind of almost um, stream of kids going into the criminal justice system and then once they're in there then that that's worse Mm. because they get caught up in, in other things and so that was a way of stopping it so look you, you you get to that one and you ask where on earth did this backlash on the report come because so far i've outlined some stuff that even a labor government would sweat on you know so i again I, I i come back to this idea that they didn't they they gave us friendly fire because of who we were they thought that we were they, there was a, there was a preconception that they thought that this was going to be we were just going to chuck the government some easy things to do and uh, 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 and we were controlled by the government. In fact, we were fier- we were fiercely independent. And um, we are giving them a hard time. You know, we we've put something in here called the extended school day. You know how that's going to cost the government millions of pounds. Mm. You imagine giving. But the reason why we put the extended school day was to help those single parents. Because you know, you think about a single parent now. If she knows that her her son is going to, our daughter is going to have an extended school day. That means they can do debating they can do make films like you guys, they can do th- things that will help their social mobility in that extended time. Now, who's going to pay for that? You know, so this, these are interventionist things, dare I say, socialist things that that, that are in the recommendation. Um, the thing is as left as anything, you know, and, and, um, and so this is the, you can you can see my you know sort of how kind of frustrated i am with it because in a way what they've done is they've sent a message to communities about something that is going to help them and only because they didn't say it or whatever or they didn't read it or they didn't want to know they've they have they have made the thing negative when in fact what should be happening now is everybody should be getting behind these recommendations and really and really kind of pushing the government and making sure that they're going to put it in place.
0: Hmm. And do you sometimes get frustrated with people, particularly on the Labour Party, who purport to have those communities' interests at heart and then they do or say what the the examples that you've given and actually they're not helping their community? You see, this is where, again,
2: I'm going to be very political here and say that (laughs) Harriet Harman came on. And she, she liked what we were doing. You know, maybe we hate it now. I don't know what she's going to say. But she was quite interesting. And people were like, hmm, Harriet Harman. But she could see where this was going. And what she really liked was giving the teeth to um, the Equalities and, and Human Rights Commission, making them look like the old CRE, real kind of, just go for racism, do, get, you know, get that online stuff stopped. So there clearly are people inside that party that want to do things uh, that are positive. But they've got themselves in a mess, and particularly with the Hartlepool thing as well, where they appear to not even like working class people. <laughs> you know, it's a strange thing for a party, you know. Mm.
1: Cold I, Labour.
2: Yeah, well, <laughs> not, I'm not party political, I'm independent I know, of that. I know. But I'm, I'm just saying that they what what here's where I think it's a good, good thing for Labour to do. If they were really kind of focused, what they should do is get behind this report mm. and really push the government, say, look, this is a really solid report. And you which you you've you've commissioned. Are you going to put these things in play? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um. So um. Yeah. That's so 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 for us, you know, that was where it is. But the, but 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 the policing thing is is an interesting one. We sh- if 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 this report results in more black and ethnic, particularly more black police on the beat going on there, and and actually also not on the beat, but but progressing in that force and coming up there, and you know, detectives and things like that they're there, but they just need to be there in more number, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, and, and it's a, it's an interesting area for the community to, it's not that, you know, black kids need to be policed by people who look like them, but they've got to see somebody that looks like you, you know? And, um, and, you know, the police want this to happen. The government wants it to happen. And we, are, we are giving them a kick up the backside and saying that you've got to do it now. You've got to mandate this, you know, it's got to happen.
0: But it's also as well when the thing that I found very interesting was talking about stop and search.
2: Yeah. Now we, 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 we we've, we've, because of this thing, but what the, the issue that we, there's some people say we, you should stop and search doesn't have any kind of, you know, positive outcome. It's it, 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 it makes black youth kind of feel depressed and, and, and they're pressured by it. And there's racism involved. I, we, we agree all of these things happen, but, on the day when, for example, there was a case where where one poor kid was stabbed forty eight times, and if you come across that case by a bunch, a couple of kids, forty eight times, you know, the, 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 and um, that lone parent or that that or it may not be a lone parent, it could be um, you know, not that case um, but the the family or whoever's around that boy, they would want us to go off on that evening, that same night. And find those knives and find those criminals, those per- perpetrators of those crimes. So in a way, it's almost like the police have to use that tactic. And we say, fair enough, but do it properly. Mm. Do it fairly. Do it in a manner that doesn't also criminalise those kids that you find on route who've got f- some weed, you know. So all of those elements, make sure your, 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 you know, your body cam is on, you know. Um, use de-escalation tactics when you're doing it, you know. Um,
1: so. I think that we want it, but we want it done fairly. It sounds like a lot of the things you're talking about are a way of just adjusting elements of the current system to improve it, to make it better. Uh, And I think maybe that's where some of the sort of unfair pushback has come, is where people have just want you to tear the system down and build a great new utopia in its place. It certainly seemed that way to me. But I want to move on a little bit, Tony, and talk about the media's role in all of this, because... um, you know what did you make of the way that this report was covered by the by journalists whose job it is to to give an objective reading of 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 what you've presented?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think what happened here again it comes back to the the, the prejudice around the report. It was clear that some sections of the media wanted to take it down before it was even written because they they didn't really like the fact that who was composed in in there myself whatever. Why As not? It, Why don't they like? Because because maybe they thought that. I was just um, some patsy for the Conservative Party, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 they're wrong. You know, they didn't they didn't they didn't think it through. So what happened was they they went they put resources to, to, towards trying to sort of bring it down, and, it, and they never really addressed any. It's quite interesting? They never addressed any of the recommendations. There's there's one in there for an Office for Health Disparity, which we've never had in this country before, which really is gonna is gonna you know significantly help. Um, black and ethnic minorities live longer and, and 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 be healthier, you know, because you've got a targeted now agency that's going to do that, and um, you know, I think they they conceded that that wasn't bad. <laughs> 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 so the, the it's hard to dis, it's hard to describe the media because to be honest, there were other sections of the media that, that really came out and said they were for this and it was much needed, yeah, and and of course others that didn't. Um, I was disappointed by the BBC. Their coverage of this—I'll I'll name them because I think they need to be. They—they they did. They didn't come back and look at those recommendations. I mean, one of the things that the, the, the media missed, which, I, if I was a journalist, I, I just don't know why they didn't go after this. Which was this whole issue of the class B drugs. I mean, that is a massive story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you, you, you're teetering on. So, so why did they miss a government recommendation about? The fact that young people are, are gonna, could be in a position now where the police are gonna not put them in the criminal justice system, but, but, but divert them, or you know, why would you? Why would you miss that just to go on some kind of I don't know journey about language that we use around race? You see, they're so obsessed with identity politics mm. that they, they, they even miss the, the juicy story in the report. You know, this this is this is the kind of Thing that is strange. There were, there were so many stories inside that inside those recommendations.
0: Do you think that's part of the problem that we now view everything through the lens of identity politics,
2: that we can't really be objective anymore? No, or or even see something that that, that looks like a great story for you. It just blocks everything. And so what 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 it was was there were the bad guys over there that 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 basically they don't they don't believe in racism, whatever. they they're the deniers. And 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 I, and I hate to say this in a sense, but a, a significant amount of white journalists, on a from from, from, from a particular point of view, were going to police that, you know, and tell tell the rest of the community what they should hear. And I think that's that that's really what was, what was going on. And 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 then then the community just hears these things, it gets on on the Twitter arty, and that's it. You know, this this is this is the. This is. These are the groups of people that denied the reality of racism, when in fact they actually. The first recommendation was to strengthen the body that polices racism. I mean, you, you couldn't. As I said, you couldn't make it up. <laughs> you know, and and that and, and and so so to me, yeah, we're in a we're in a crazy place at the moment. And do you
0: think that this report and the the legislation that's going to be put in place is going to help to calm things down? Or do you think that we've gone, I mean, not through the looking glass, but almost halfway through?
2: Here's the irony of the whole thing, which, which makes me kind of feel confident and happy. Funny enough, because of this, the controversy around it and, and the whole thing, the government are, are going to be really, you know, pressured now to look seriously at these recommendations. Mm. So I actually think in a, in a strange sort of way, I'm hoping, I'm, fingers crossed, to get full house on this. So in a way, you know, for me, it, it's great. And I, I, I believe that we may, have, we may have to have a part three here where I come back, because they're, 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 they're coming back, I've never said record time, July. That's record time for any commission. Most of these people who do commission, they have to wait three years to, get to hear anything if they do. We're, we're, we're in July to hear it. So, and um, I, 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 my expectations are high that we will get. So what's the result? The racism, particularly online, Marcus Rashford's going to be really happy, you know. <laughs> um, well, he, they, they lost. Yeah, you they lost. So. He's on the football, but he's, he's, got, he's got... He's won, he's won, on, he's won on, on, on the kind of online racism. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean the, the less black kids are going to get in the criminal justice system, you're going to have a situation where more... Black single mothers are going to get more cash in their hands or whatever they're going to get. You're going to have a, 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 an Office for Health Disparities going to look at the real health conditions around black and ethnic minority people and white working class people generally. I mean, you know, y- y- you have a whole kind of range of, um, uh, you know, significant practical solutions, which is, this is the thing, you see, that nobody wants to go down, oh, we could we could, we could actually put some answers to some of these things, or at least at least no, we don't want to. We want to come back to identities and stuff mm. like that, and uh, you know, um, you know, training for this and whatever, you know. And, well, there's
0: people making a few quid out of it, aren't? Yeah, there?
2: that's right. And I think that's 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 the problem. You know, we've got an industry here, and so, <clears throat> and I think that those people. Ordinary. Now, I, I always want to appeal to just ordinary people, yeah, who can see the common sense in this and can see that they will be benefit or not. That's how you judge it, you know. And I, I and 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 um, we're, we're going to force this government to do that. We're not. We're not passive with this government. They're going to have a hard time putting this across the line. And believe me, you know, a conservative government diverting, you know, drugs possession is unheard of.
1: Yeah. Well, I know you, your hands are probably somewhat tight or maybe you don't, like the the war on drugs is something that I think is is not a good idea personally. And I've, we've talked about this with others a lot. Uh, and uh, you can totally see how not criminalizing people for possession of drugs that they're not even trying class to... Class B drugs, of course. Class B, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, how that would help. Um, and you mentioned America. Uh, we Do you think a lot of the way that we seem to have started to have these conversations in a way that, I don't think we used to have in this country. Do you think a lot of that is just taking the American discourse and just importing it importing it here?
2: Yes, absolutely. I think that the, particularly in my sector, the university sector, they've got to be so careful. They've got to be so careful because, you know, I, I, our universities are great places, you know, and, and I really enjoyed being in them amongst them. But we've just got to be so careful that, we don't – I think what, what's gone wrong is that they think they're ple- – I think it's something to do with also with that nine grand as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is a big issue, that the, the, the students, the power that the students have with that They money, pay, therefore that's they're right. the customer. Therefore, yeah. That's really what's going on here. Believe me, if the students weren't paying, this, this we be we having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I Really, I think that's the driver here. And I think they think that the students want – so there's a sort of sense that they don't want to uh, almost kind of – uh, you know injure the students you know in terms of their sense of identity and what they want. so they're trying to please everybody and in there's end of pleasing anybody really and i think lecturers also have got to be careful in this as well so and and that comes from the american campus coming here you know as well so i do think that we should be more robust in that and 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 it's, it's i'm not somebody who and, and again i get caricatured as some someone who is who who doesn't i mean i, I who doesn't think that there's a should be a balance here? I do think, I do think that universities should, you know, there there, there are there are times when, you know, there there could be people who who are not welcome, but very rarely, mm. I would say it's very rare, you know. So, um, yes, I think you're right. It is coming a bit from the US. I do think that um, we should we should be careful about that, and I do think that that's something that. I'm hoping that the UK now and this 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 report really in a sense is doing is looking at the UK lens and what and I as as I've spoken about the nuances all of you both of you have recognized things that are inside the UK but, um nuances that we know about inside you yeah. know that and it's not it's not the same as America some of it's similar but it's not the same you know the way in which class operates here, you know, and the way in which we, you know, our schooling system and everything else, either it, there are similarities,
1: but there are differences as well. Tony, you talk about history a little bit when you were talking about, quote-unquote, your community, Afro-Caribbeans coming here, uh, et cetera. History has been a big topic over the last year in this country, in in relation to race in particular. Uh, what are your thoughts on on some of the conversations that are being had about that, the importance of teaching history through a particular angle or focusing on certain things or avoiding certain things or whatever like what what have you made of that debate well one of the
2: things that is interesting with and, and I can see a particular way in which history I mean it, in a strange sort of way I I got a, I got a really it wasn't a bad I, mean, I had a crap school but I mean the history stuff was quite good and what we, what happened was that we had an old Marxist that taught, taught us history, which was great, really. Because more and more, I'm beginning to—you would have believed that. Maybe I'm, a, maybe I'm just a closet Marxist. Because, because <laughs> you know, what he did was um, Christopher Hill, all these other people, what, what those those kind of historians. They 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 looked at the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. you know, and, and saw that there were parallels. I mean, it's not like for like. because no way was it the same. But we were taught about the fact that. Working class people in this country, from women working in you know in the nineteenth century in, in in those horrible kind of ma- making matches in in, in the bright May factories, to kids going up chimneys to the factories in Manchester, and all of those kinds of industrial revolution things were going, as well as the the slavery that was in, that was in the Caribbean, and 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 so we we got a range of Britain really as an imperial force. That was fairly negative in a sense, and we got we got that and we understood that, and it was we had a good but we had, we had great debates around it, so we were, we, were, we were well schooled on that and 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 what was clear was that there were it, 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 there were drivers of class and race going on at the same time mm. we, we got that 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 notion in in terms of history what history has become a bit is is it slipped into the identity politics element now because you because what, what what tends to happen is you're teaching people history because you want them to feel good. You know what I mean? So, so what happens is the history becomes like a psychological kind of thing. So it's not really history about facts and understanding how things happen What, what, what you, You're trying to solve a couple of problems at the same time and they're not really the same problem. So, for example, people's sense of feeling mistrust to the society and their trauma around dealing with Britain – I think that should be dealt with separately, almost than mm-hmm. what you do in a, in a, in history, because in it, and we we've come up in, in 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 the report with the making of modern Britain. So what we've tried to do is 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 produce a history that looks at the complex again involvement of Britain in terms of the empire, but also in terms of some of the positives as well. You know, you just work the two things together, but also. We want to look at local history as well for working class white kids. What, you know, what is the history of Lancashire? What's the history of, you know, Middlesbrough? You know, what's your local history? So you get a sense of, and then the kids in um, Middlesbrough learning about perhaps what happened in the Caribbean and the kids in in, in Brixton learning about, you know, the history of Lancashire, you know. It's it's, it's, a, it's it's a whole sort of sense of, and then of course the ancestral histories as well. Lots of things, we, we, we want a lexicon around Indian words that come, you know, sort of words that, are, that have come from subcontinent into into the modern language, the, the positive influences that you have. So I think the, the answer to your question is that uh, I, I, I think what we, we need to do is have a better, it's not changing the curriculum, but have a, have a better sense of the forces that make modern Britain and they're complex and they're interesting. And they're not always negative. So it's not just let's kick out, let's burn all the books that have mm. to do with dead white men and, and, and then leave, leave, leave all the rest to look at. It's not, it's not that process at all. It's actually looking at the influences. So, for example, I'll give you one example of this, which is interesting. We, 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 Caribbean writers came over here in the 1950s, lots of them, and a lot of their influences were was Shakespeare was was the classics were. And if you look at their, you know, if you look at the, at the books that they read and and, and who they were influenced, look at their biogs. They're very they have, they have a positive view, even though they were anti-colonialists. At the same time, they acknowledge the influence of Britain on them. Mm. Yeah. So you, you you can't then just indoctrinate kids to say, look, all of this was a bunch of evil, and all of all of this is just good. It's, it's 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 a complex mixture of of both things coming together, and I think that's so that's that's how I would like us to see
0: history. And it's also about acknowledging, okay, the British Empire did do a lot of bad, but you know what, all empires do. The Ottomans weren't woke, yeah, no, you know? no. <laughs> they, they, no. they didn't talk about intersectional identity <laughs> politics.
2: <laughs> Neither did, you know, Genghis yeah. Khan, all the rest of it. What you have got to do with this is, and I'm. I, I, it, it, it is, it's, it's really true. I heard somebody say once, a teacher says that he, he was priding himself on teaching history where there was no European contact. And I said, well, I was wondering, what does that mean? So what he wanted to do was teach the kids about Africa pre-slavery. And, and and what what he missed there was I and I agree. I think there was there was, you can teach history pre-slavery, and you go into, into another history and you want to about I don't know, Egyptians and, and and pyramids and things like that, which is interesting. I think there is and 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 he, he felt that the kids needed to understand history that was that, that was longer and that was that was stronger, you know what I mean, and that was blacker. You know, mm. really that's really what we're talking about. Here. Mm. And and in effect, that kind of dodges some things because I used to teach um, in the Caribbean and here. And in, in, in and what I realised about um, Caribbean kids was they were much more confident than my, my, my kids here the same year. And when I looked at the history curriculum, what they did was they didn't dodge slavery. What they did was they actually talked about how, in Jamaica in particular, people retained their humanity within the inhumanity. So, for example, you, you, you open up those slave ledgers and you see um, all that, that the accountant would have, um, you know, the pigs, the goats, and then somebody named Sambo, who and so they're all kind of. The, so the slave, an enslaved African, was just part of like the stock that was there, the livestock. Now the, the truth of the matter is that my ancestors were not animals, and what and what you what you needed then is a history that talked about how they um, almost retained their humanity through dance, through um, the way they cooked, the way they dressed. and There's a whole social history. Religion as well. Religion as well. Um, everything coming in. To, to, uh, and, that, and, and, that, and that history is important so that people could understand that, and also how that influenced the present. And, and so what I noticed that, that they, were, they were doing that history in the Caribbean so and also how they resisted slavery that's the key thing because yeah it, you know if you if you were just an animal then you just accept it but you weren't you know so so and, and so knowing about sam sharp and all these other people so there's a constant resistance to, to slavery as well so what you have then is 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 not dodging it but actually, and you don't dodge also the fact that the British made loads of money and and and, and exploited people, and, and you don't just dodge the horrors of it. But you also talk about that piece of the humanity inside that, and I think that's the key way in which you then bring that through, you know, so that you end up with um, a very proud people because they've they've been you've seen the legacy of it, you know. And uh, yeah, you do end up with a history that shows you you know the the, the ways in which the, the that community was pressured, but also you end up seeing how they were involved in their own emancipation, and the thing that, that 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 slavery couldn't take away from them was their imaginations and their minds, and that was that was the key element that they taught so I think that he, back to that teacher, yes, you know, but if you were just if you were just dodging. He didn't have the resources or the kind of sense of of how to to teach that piece. So he thought, "Oh, what I better do? I better not hurt the kids to make Slavery. Let me t- let me go back and 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 go for some Wakanda sort of thing, where you know we're all kind of you know <laughs> some kind of um, and, and and little does he know that even in I mean, although Africa has its kingdoms and its and its um you know uh, you know and its great architecture
1: they also had issues, you know, because <laughs>
2: they're real people, you know. Mm.
1: It's not a wonderland, you know. Mm. so. Well, what, I mean, you talk about pre-slavery. Actually, Middle Eastern slave traders took more Africans out of Africa than the yeah. white colonisers yeah. did. History is complicated, man. It is, it is. That, that's yeah. what it is, right? Yeah. And that's how you got but you to see, teach it. you see,
2: one of it. the things that people misunderstood sometimes or misunderstandings is that if you teach the humanity within the inhumanity, that somehow that's, that glorifies slavery, which it doesn't. No, it, what it's, you're doing is you're saying, "Wow, what a people that actually did, um, you know, you know, endure this and actually retained retained their humanity inside this?" Um, and, and 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 that's important, particularly for Black Caribbean kids to understand that. You know, so when they come to that period, it's not just. You know, yes, the slave ships there. Yes, people were raped and whatever. But at the same time, what else went on? And 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 the Caribbean got that history, that social history. So that person, Sambo, is no longer a kind of derogatory name. It was an animal, but it's a real person. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a very positive message. to end the, the, the the conversation on Tony. Thank you so much for coming back. I would really appreciate it. And I think that the the nuance with which you have the conversation. Actually, just on a personal level, I'm very inspired by the positive and optimistic approach you have so much of the discussion around these issues is so negative not focused on finding a solution just people just want to tear the whole thing down and not look to actually improve people's lives so I commend you for that and uh, congratulations I hope as you say you hold the government's feet uh, to the fire uh, get them to implement the recommendations and look if it's not enough there'll need to be another report and more recommendations (laughs) to be made right
2: yeah well thanks for having me
1: no it's a pleasure and we always finish with the last
0: question before uh, uh, some questions from our patrons, our locals' patrons, is what is, a, what is the one thing we're not talking about but we really should be?
2: Oh, right. <laughs> right. What, what you should be talking about now, I suppose, is, oh, I would say um, what we should be talking about now is class. We should be talking about poverty and class. That's what we should be talking about. Not denying race. We should also be talking about not forget poverty and class because those are the those are the real key drivers, I think. And and if we can get over if we if we can have that conversation more and more, I think we will find that we'll you know we're beginning to be we'll find solutions to some of these things that that, that take us in a different place than we are at the moment.
1: Well said, Tony. Thank you. Uh, thank you for coming back and thank you guys for watching. We will see you very soon with another brilliant interview like this one.
0: See you soon and uh, take care, guys.